Warning, this podcast discusses paranormal activity and other topics some might find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, and welcome to my very first episode of Ghost Gossip. It is finally here. I've been, I'm just going to be really honest. I've been super hesitant in beginning to share my experiences with the paranormal on this platform or with any platform really, because it's very isolating. When you go through something like this and you feel like you're going crazy and you know not everybody believes in it and some people think you're a little bit off your rocker, which I'm not saying I'm not, it's just, it is, it's scary. But what I have found that when I'm speaking to people who are very open-minded and others who have gone through similar experiences, this has been very healing. It's nice knowing that others have also experienced things they cannot explain. It's very comforting, and their support has given me strength to share my story. Okay, so how did I get here? That's a great question. I'm going to take you back to little Ashley. Growing up, I would consider myself a normal child. Nothing really stands out except one thing. I had encountered beings who were dead, deceased, no longer living. Now, it's not like this happened all the time. It's not like I was walking around just seeing dead people or talking to dead people, but it happened enough to become a core memory. When I became an adult, I realized something. I'm really intuitive. I could sense what others were thinking. Now, I can't hear what they think, but I could kind of sense what they were thinking. And I'm very aware of their feelings almost to a fault. I never knew what this meant before, but I knew that it was very draining especially if there was emotion involved. One day somebody was like, oh, you're an empath. I had no idea. I'd never heard of this before. I had no idea what that was. After doing some research, I realized I was indeed some kind of an empath. To be clear, I'm not saying I'm psychic. I'm not a medium. I do not speak to spirit beyond just speaking out loud and wondering if anybody's listening to me. Kind of like I'm doing now. Spirit, you there? Anyway, (laughs) I honestly think I am just very observant. I don't think there's anything special other than the fact that I do pay more attention to some things, but other people have called me an empath. So somewhere in between an empath and being observant. Those experiences as a child and my interaction with the living as an adult are what have led me where I am today. I will tell you about my childhood experiences one day, but today I'm going to tell you the reason why I started this podcast. That reason is my house. Or should I say Wayne's house? In January 2022, we moved into our dream home. Daniel and I started house hunting in 2021 and spent eight months looking, making offers, and being outbid every single time. The market was absolutely insane in 2021. And I'm sure most of you know that you either knew somebody that was looking for a house or you yourself was looking for a house. Or if you were selling a house, you know how fast houses were going. We could not find one. Every time we made an offer, we were outbid or the house was sold, like cash money, boom, gone. We were at the point of giving up and we found it. We found it. I remember looking online and I was like, it was on the market like an hour. And I called Daniel and I was like, this is it. Let's go. 
It was huge. It's a beautiful two-story house with a full basement, full basement that has been completely done, by the way. It had this enchanting backyard and a manicured front yard. And I mean, it, it was just perfect. The driveway was on the side and there was enough space to accommodate our blended family of five plus some. It was literally almost everything we were looking for, except for the fact that it needed a lot of updating. Y'all, it looks straight out of the 1990s, like it was 90210. If you don't know what it's like, what that's like, you Google 90210, okay? That should give you a good idea. Lots of pinks, lots of blues, lots of greens, and a lot of brass fixtures and sponge paint. (laughs) The dining room, oh my God. Maybe one day I'll share pictures of it, what it looked like before. Despite it looking like it had been frozen in time, we knew this was our home. When we did the first walkthrough, even our realtor was like, there's something special about this house. It's weird. Like the layout was super weird, but there was just something about it. Now, let me tell you, the vibe wasn't great, but the house had sat vacant for four years The owner had passed away and his mother had died about four months later and the house was empty. It went to his sister who sold me the house and she lived up in North Carolina. So the house was, was vacant. So the air was stale, but there was something enchanting about it. What's funny is when I saw this house, I knew it was mine. Like I knew it was mine. And the seller of the house, his sister, even said when she saw my offer, she knew my offer was the one. It wasn't because it was any higher than anybody else's. She told me she looked at it and said, that is the one we're waiting for. That's it. She told me this herself. We still keep in touch to this day. And some people might think that's weird, but she's just as sweet as she can be. She's very sweet to us. After closing, the first thing we did was smudge the house I wanted this fresh start, but I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I might be a little empathic, but I have no idea how to smudge a house. If you need a house smudge, don't call Ashley. She does not know how to help you because she screwed it up pretty big. I didn't open windows. We went all over the place, all willy-nilly, acting like we didn't know what we were doing because we didn't know what we were doing. (laughs) After we were done, I prayed, thanking God for all of his blessings, and please watch over us as we start our new journey. Before the ink dried on those closing papers, let me tell you, I moved in, the neighbors crowded around me. I went out for my walks and they were like, you bought Wayne's house. It took me back. Like I was like, oh, yes. I didn't know his name. So I was like, okay, yeah, 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 this house, yeah. Multiple neighbors told me, about this person and his life and how he wasn't the nicest person. And that started making a little bit of sense as to maybe why the air was a little bit heavier in the house. They told me stories about him taking kids balls or the mom not giving out Halloween candy because she was like, I don't know if you live in this neighborhood. So it kind of led me to believe I don't know them. But maybe he wasn't the nicest of person. Okay. I continued when I was in the house to talk to him. Thank him for his house. Thank you for building this house that I love this house. And one thing that I found out is that he absolutely adored this house. This house was his pride and joy. This is what he, 
This was his identity. This house was his baby. And he put everything he had into this house. I just took to thanking him, talking to him, saying, thank you for this house. Thank you for allowing us to live here. And I love this house. And we're going to raise our kids in this house. And all these other things. I just tried to be like this good person that moved into this house. Just, I guess, trying to make this spirit like me, like the crazy person that I am. And yeah, it didn't work. So I found out later that he collapsed in this house. Now, I don't know if he actually passed in the house. I'm about 99% sure he did because nobody really will tell me. And like an idiot, I didn't ask when we bought the house, but I'm pretty sure he did pass away in the kitchen. The mother passed away four months later in a home. And I remember like feeling like, oh, that stinks. But I was a little freaked out. Like, okay, somebody died in this house. (laughs) There's a good chance that somebody died in this house. And I realized most houses probably had somebody die. But knowing for a fact, like the previous owner, the only other owner other than myself, I was like, oh, okay. And then my little sweet old neighbor, who he's just one of the purest of pure people I've ever met. He goes, so has anything happened over there yet? I was like, what? What are you talking about? Has anything happened over there? And he continued to tell me how much Wayne loved this house and that if there were things going on in this house, it was him because he would probably never leave it unless he was forced to. I remember thinking like, oh, okay. After that conversation with my neighbor, I knew that Wayne was still in the house. Like I could feel him. I didn't know what it was when I was sensing it, but I knew after that, that's who it was. So I started feeling like I was being watched. Like I knew I was being watched before, but after that, that was kind of validating to me. Like, like, okay, yes, I'm being watched. What's creepy, it was mostly in my closet. So a little bit of a perv, get out of my closet, but it was also in the kitchen and the sunroom. So I know... The, the kitchen was significant because he passed away, but the sunroom is where I work out. So I'm not sure. I know for a fact he was a bodybuilder. And so maybe because I work out in the sunroom, I don't know. I'm just rambling here at this point. Also in the basement, before I continue, let me be clear about this house in the basement. The whole house was full of mirrors, 32 to be exact, 32 mirrors, guys, 32, three, two. They covered every wall in the basement and the vibes were crazy down here. Like my studio is in the basement and I still have a mirror behind me. (laughs) It creeps me out sometimes, but it makes my studio look bigger. So I leave it, but 32 mirrors and he had his gym. He would train Miss Americas and beauty Queens down here. So he loved the basement. He worked and lived and breathed in this basement. So Yeah, I knew the vibes were off, but it was the kids that were telling me. They were like, eh, something feels weird in the basement. But, you know, I just kind of brushed them off. It was a new environment. I'm trying to be positive. But in the back of my mind, I still had that feeling that there was some kind of looming energy still here. Then we started doing work in the house. We started painting and changing light fixtures. And that's when the first thing started happening. First, it was my closet light. It kept coming on. And then it was the sunroom light that kept coming on. And the sunroom light to this day, like today, it came on by itself. Daniel thinks that it's some kind of frequency that because it has a remote. But I said, (laughs) I don't know, because as many times as it happens, it's, it's a little wild, but we'll get there. 
So that was my first indication that something might be going on. That's my workout room, like I said. And they usually never turn off. It's usually on. Like I'll go to sleep and turn all the lights off and I wake up because I'll see that light cut on. Like in my sleep, you know, you or sense that there's some light and then I'll wake up. Now we sleep with the bedroom door shut. So it doesn't happen as much as it was. It's crazy. Then there was the Bible, his Bible. I found it while ripping out the carpet in the basement and inside the Bible was a sheet of paper that had been folded and placed inside. It wasn't a piece of paper from the Bible. It wasn't a page from the Bible, but it was a typed piece of paper talking about being saved. I remember I found the piece of paper, folded it back up, put it back in the Bible and put the Bible up on a shelf. I came down a couple days later, the Bible had been moved to the floor, was open, and the page was out of the Bible again. I said, hey, y'all, kids, did you move this? They were like, no. I said, hey, Daniel, did you move this? And he's like, uh, no. This happened more than once with this Bible and this piece of paper. So I put the Bible in the storage room, put that piece of paper in the Bible. If you're wondering why I haven't thrown the Bible away, it's because I am a Christian And I feel weird about throwing away a Bible. I know that might sound crazy, but I just have a certain kind of feeling about it. So I'm trying not to disrespect the Bible, let alone disrespect something that was his. Because I have read that if you just disregard something or get rid of it in a very disrespectful way, it can actually make the energy worse. And that is not what I want. So as time went on, the Bible, the lights... That was happening, but also our children started getting more aggressive towards each other. Now, granted, we had just blended our family and moved, but we had lived together nearly a year. And they started attacking each other. And then I was like, okay, there's something going on here. And it wasn't too long after that, one of our children woke up very upset and said, I saw a shadow man in the loft and he's watching me. I just got full body chills every time I tell this story and I get to this point. This is when it was like validating. This is when all those feelings I was feeling, it took my breath away because I hadn't seen anything up until this point. I had just felt it. She said, I feel like I'm being watched. I'm scared to go to bed. I see him when I sleep. So I think in my mind, she's having sleep paralysis, that she's actually awake. But then again, it could not be like, I'm not saying she could be dreaming it. We had a lot going on and she was not in the best place mentally. And she could have dreamt this, but paired with everything else going on, I just don't know. So we did what any parent would do. We didn't tell her, Hey, it's the ghost. We didn't do anything like that. We said, it's okay. It's okay. We're in a weird house. Everything's new. It's going to be okay. We comforted her. We laid with her. We prayed with her and we put her to bed. But every single night, the shadow man would get closer to her and to the point that he was then standing by her bed, reaching out for her. At this point, I knew I needed help. The air in the house was so heavy and negative. The kids were fighting. When I say fighting, I mean the girls were like throwing punches at each other. One of them cut the other one's head open. Like it had gotten so bad in the house that we needed help. Like something had to be done. So I have a friend telling her about it. She's like, we need to smudge. And I said, I did smudge. She asked me how. I told her and she's like, oh, you screwed that up in so many ways. We need to do it. You just pissed him off. I was like, great. 
So she came over one day when the kids weren't there. We opened all of the windows. Guys, if you're going to smudge, I recommend smudging with somebody who knows what they're doing, okay? And make sure all the windows are open because you need a way to let that energy out of the house. You air that bitch out, okay? Open all the windows. So she came over and we began in the basement. When I say the moment we began, the moment we started, goosebumps covered my entire body, but these were not normal goosebumps. They hurt. They were painful. My skin was covered in what felt like needles, and I I was struggling to take a full breath. I could breathe, but it was hard to breathe. It was heavy. As we moved through the house slowly and methodically, the pain subsided until we got to the kitchen. And when we hit the kitchen... I felt the pain come rushing back to my body and it was like these goosebumps. It felt like I was being stabbed all over my body and that I was also being suffocated. I couldn't breathe. I was trying to take this breath. I felt like I was having an asthma attack and just as I was able to, the smoke detector began screaming, but not the smoke detector in the kitchen. It was the smoke detector in his bedroom upstairs. It felt like a world away. We looked at each other. She could tell that I was freaked out. I could tell she was freaked out. I was like, do you feel this? She said, keep going. So we just kept going until we got to his bedroom. I was able to get the smoke detector to turn off. I looked at her and she looked at me and I said, he's gone. We finished everything. We smudged the upstairs twice, just for good measure. And then we buried the smudge outside at the garage door. After she left, I prayed. And I felt better, but I was exhausted. It's like all the energy in me was gone. But I felt the energy felt the whole house shifted. Even Daniel came in and goes, wow, it feels lighter in here. It was so wonderful. The kids were even happier. And they, I will say since then, they might get on each other's nerves, but they have not touched each other or attacked each other since. Now the lights still go on and off, but everything pretty much stopped until about Christmas. Around Christmas, that's when things started firing back up again. It has not been like it was, I will say, but my, one of my daughters feels like she's being watched again. The radio came screaming on one day and Daniel swears he must have said it by accident. We haven't used that alarm clock since we moved and it came on full static, full blast. (laughs) I jumped out of my skin. Our Alexa turned on our bedroom lights at 2 a.m. Like she legit said, okay. Like she heard a voice and turned the lights on. And then we have a motion sensor light in Daniel's closet. And when the door is shut, that light is coming on and off. So there's a ton of little things that just keep happening. And also the dryer turned on on its own. There was a knock on my back glass door, not but three days ago. Even the sunroom light started going off while I was in there. One night I was working out and it did it three times and I finally yelled, stop it, Wayne. And it stopped and didn't do it again. So I will say this. I don't know what's in my house. It could be a frequency issue with the lights. It could be an electrical issue. It could be just our overactive imaginations between me and my kids. But my husband is a skeptic. He believes in aliens, but spirits in our house, that's a whole nother story. He's not going to believe that. (laughs) I give him crap. 
He doesn't think I'm going crazy, but he does think that the lights can be explained away. He thinks everything can be explained away. Whereas I am at the point where because I'm experiencing it firsthand and he seems to be experiencing it through me, I'm more of a believer. But what creeps me out the most is what if it's not Wayne? I know he left. I don't know if he can come back, but I know he left. I felt him leave. And sometimes I sense somebody. I feel like I'm being watched. I feel like I'm being watched right now. My daughters feel like they're being watched at times. So it's like, if he left, then what is it? Is it just us being on edge because this house is big and it was empty and there's a lot of corners? Or is it because something's really there? I will say I did bless the house with holy water that my mom brought me, and that has helped. I noticed that the lights don't come on and on and off as much anymore. I noticed the energy is better. My daughters are able to sleep in their rooms. But yeah, it has just been such a year with all these little things. I mean, maybe they're not little, but there's so many different things that have happened that have made me question my own sanity. And it's like, am I going crazy or is there really something here? Like just the other day in my studio, a shadow moved. It was about as tall as I am, but I'm sitting down. There's nothing in my room. The door is locked. There's only two lights and a shadow moved. Am I going crazy? (laughs) Maybe I was crazy before and just coming here just made me even crazier because now I have three kids and a husband. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, guys. What do you think? I want to know your thoughts. I would love to hear them. Again, I understand this is not something that everybody believes and that's okay. I'm not forcing anybody to believe them. My husband's a skeptic. That's okay. But what do you believe? Am am I going crazy? Is there something here? Is it just my imagination is because I don't sleep well? Am I not sleeping well because there is something here? I'm really interested in finding a medium, but where do you even look? How do you find a good medium, an honest medium who actually is somebody who is in tune that can help? Like, maybe I should talk to Facebook. Maybe I should just mention this a couple times and see if Facebook will find somebody for me because they seem to know what you're looking for before you even can can say what you're looking for. Is that something Google can help with? I don't know. I want to know what your thoughts are. Seriously, though, please reach out. You can contact me at Ashley underscore BFit on Instagram. You can contact me at Ghost Gossip ghost gossip podcast on instagram or you can email me at ghost gossip 24 7 at gmail.com i want to hear what are your thoughts thank you for listening and don't forget send me your ghost stories to ghost gossip 24 7 at gmail.com i cannot wait to hear your experiences and talk to you and have a discussion about this this is something that's fascinating to me i want to know let me know and if you have a medium hook me up you know where to get me Okay. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. And they'll see you later.